Zycon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast brought to you in part by SpearRocket VA. I am your host, Gianna. And Derek, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And yourself? Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy iconer, iconic schedule um, to talk to us today. And so I guess that being said, uh, take us back to the beginning. Who's Derek? What market are you in now? And how did you get drug into real estate? Uh, well, so uh, I've been in business now. This will be 18 years. I uh, can't believe it. I don't feel that old. Uh, I mean, I feel like 25 maybe. but uh, You look 25. Yeah, you can't start at seven. So uh, I got into real estate, let's see, back in uh, 2004, uh, kind of in the middle of one of the market cycles. And I was actually a full-time uh, commercial loan officer. And I had a degree in marketing and business management from Northern Kentucky University. I had spent uh, at that point about six years or so in the corporate world and worked a couple Fortune 100 companies and realized that I was not meant to be a corporate guy. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, be out on my own. I always had all these crazy entrepreneurial ideas. So I took a lot of what I learned in the real estate or in the corporate world of marketing and business and started my own real estate company uh, in 2004. Okay, awesome. What a journey you've had so far. Yeah, it's been fun. That's really cool. So you started kind of on the back end of real estate, kind of figuring that stuff out and yeah, got drawn yeah. to this side of it. So then how'd you find EXP? You know, how'd you get, how'd you get roped into this brokerage? Was it your first one? Did you hear so about I've it? Been, I did it a few. Yeah. So uh, I started at a very traditional brokerage because my mom had purchased a home from this lady. She was super sweet. She was like 70 years old and said, you need to meet my boss. So I went and met with this guy and he said, yeah, you're going to be great in real estate. And so I started at this very traditional local company and they were like number two in our market. And uh, within about six months, um, you know, the first, the first year, like first, you know, year I was in business, I think I sold, I was making like, I think I made $20,000 or something, you know, and then uh, I learned how to start leveraging the web in 2004 or five, where I started doing uh, search engine optimization, Google pay-per-click, Ask Jeeves uh, and Yahoo, uh, all these sites that aren't even around anymore. So back in 2005, I started optimizing my own website. I helped, uh, I built, basically built like a, uh, a framed website around an MLS search tool through Wolfnet uh -huh. Technologies. Uh, I got so many leads off of it that I had to start a team right away. So my wife joined our, our group, which was just the two of us. We hired a secretary. We then grew to, uh, I think, five agents within about a year and a half. And our little brokerage that I was part of really didn't understand teams. They didn't understand how to divide checks and admins mm -hmm. and 
our signs were different than everybody else's. And, you know, I didn't want the corporate sign. I didn't want the corporate number, which everyone else is like, well, they're free. I'm like, they're costing you a hundred thousand dollars a year off of leads because you're putting the main office phone number on the sign because they gave it to you for free. The, at that time they just started coming out with websites and the website address was the main company website. There was no, even forward slash Derek, there was nothing. It was just straight. So literally people got these free signs from the brokerage, put them all over town. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I went out and bought my own signs, which was like heresy at the time. And so I had to like use like the custom logo from the company, but I wanted my own website yeah. address, my own sign writer with my name on it, with my own phone number, which was really revolutionary at the time in 2000. <laughs> 2005 the so, words out of my mouth i was gonna say wow revolutionary well, i mean this was crazy right i mean these guys were all advertising on park benches and yellow pages at the time yeah. so i was kind of the new young kid and everybody's like oh he's never gonna make it he doesn't understand how this system works and then within about six months to a year they were having me teach technology classes at our company and i was still one of the newest agents in the company mm -hmm. and i started doing six figures and i'm like you know what, I'm quitting my other job. So I, I at that time, I was still part time, I was doing all this, like, with my wife part time. So I was like, Okay, we're kicking this into to full motion. So I joined Keller Williams at the time they came into our mm -hmm. town. And they knew all about teams, they knew how to like configure teams. So that I spent some time there, I went to Remax for a little while back to Keller Williams, I actually started my own uh, franchise of Keller Williams within it with a couple partners. I bought a market center. Uh, we started it from scratch. We had the, the four of us grew it to about, when I left, I think 125 agents. And that was within two and a half years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and then EXP started gaining some popularity in our market. And I kept being told, you know, hey, it's like a scam. It's like a seven level marketing thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, like Keller Williams is kind of like that too. You know, we've got this layers and we've got sponsors and the number one profit share earner at the time in our company that i knew of was making a little over a million dollars a year at wow. keller to the whole country you know and mm -hmm. i thought it took her like 25 years to do that in the system and i looked at some of these guys that exp was was churning out and i knew that wasn't the primary reason to join but i thought you know this is a fast-growing company it looks interesting i'm an entrepreneurial person i like independence uh, and I felt like a strong calling from God that I do something different. Like I've got to uh, kind of be more independent with my own beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wrote two books. I could get into all that, but I started a coaching program and I thought this is the greatest way I can go out and like build my own franchise without anyone else being a partner. And so like, you know, at the time, I think the average Keller Williams franchise was selling for like $300,000. And to start an EXP franchise, I sat down with somebody and they're like, oh, I'm like, how much is it going to be? And they're like, it's going to be uh, 200. And I'm like, 200,000? They're like, $200. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you can pretty much start your own EXP business for like 200 bucks. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. They're like, trust me, it works. I'm like, all right. So I looked into it and uh, I was like, yeah, I, I just want to be my own boss and kind of have my own, you know, thing. So that's what I did. I started a you know, like a little office. And uh, basically, I didn't have to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it. And now I've got, I don't know, I think 11 people on my my kind of first level sponsorship. So I don't have a huge group or anything, but I'm enjoying my life. I work like 30 hours a week and make decent money and own, own some rental properties and some other stuff. So I live a pretty good life. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, obviously, 
it's going well for you because you're doing enough production to achieve the icon status, which is fabulous to hear. Sounds like you've got a nice little work-life balance there. And so, you know, when you saw eXp's model, you're like, wow, look at the scalability. I can keep my branding. Like they're with the technological era. They're evolving. They're not the type to get left behind. You're like, wow, I see this. So, you know, what keeps you with eXp? Have you come over and like fallen in love with the revenue share, stock options, collaboration, or is it still just that scalability that you're still, you know, really tied to here? Yeah, well, so before I tell you why I'm still here, I should say, too, that, you know, with the people that I met at Remax, Keller Williams, and the traditional brokerage I was with, awesome people. I still hang out with a lot of them, right? Like, I think a big misperception out there is that you draw these lines in the sand and, like, oh, I'm never going to go back there again. I'm never going to see those people again. And obviously, the best advice I could give anyone, especially, you know, I've been fortunate. I've sold over 1,500 properties now in my career you got to like keep all the bridges open. You keep all those relationships warm. You still go out and have a coffee with, you know, your rival agent. You still see uh, another agent at an open house and you embrace them warmly and you stay in contact and you communicate with other agents. uh, Even if you're, I I primarily do about 80% of my business is listings. So 80, 20. So I have to, you know, tell a lot of agents that their buyers did not win the contract. And so that dear John letter or, or whatever you want to call it, having these warm relationships. So even though I've been with these other companies and it's uh, I, for the different reasons, like we can talk about models are j- different or this, that the, the true reason I think I stay is because I really have this, I'm a very entrepreneurial person. I'm very independent and I really just don't want uh, personally to have to, since I'd like to own things and do them myself, I don't necessarily want to share, like even with all the, we own luxury Airbnb properties, my wife and I do. And I could have gone in and collaborated with other people and bought shares of houses. And, you know, it's like, I just don't, I, I mean, I'm a nice guy and I like to get along with people, but at the same time, I just don't like to share decision-making and responsibilities. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this company is really, you can be very independent if you want to. Now I collaborate with people all the time. I have great business partnerships, but they are, collaborations, partnerships, strategic ventures. I can get in them easily and get out of them easily. I'm not tied to a long-term LLC with one other person or five other people. And so that that the reason I'm saying that is there's so many great agents out there I've done business with. I don't necessarily need to be in business with them. I could do business with them, right? There's a big difference. And, you know, not burning those bridges. Like you said, keeping those relationships warm, that's okay. You know, it's not like we're not in a Disney movie where your rivals swarm to, you know, your Captain Hook and Peter Pan. That's not what it is. You know, you're just jumping across the fence, seeing that the grass is greener. And for some, you know, it's not the right fit and that's okay. It's always okay to go back. So is that, you know, is that why you stay at EXP? Because, you know, I've met people that are like, yeah, I have 8,000 agents on my team. I'm like, wow, congratulations, you know, and you're just kind of like, you know, I'm flying solo. Like I've got a little team going and it's perfect that way. I live a good life. Is that why you stay? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I like the idea that I can, you know, I, I take advantage of the stock purchase program and because I sell yeah. a good volume amount of homes, uh, you know, that adds up. And so I like the company match where I get stock purchased for me every month. Um, I'm not a great saver. Like I own a decent amount of things, but cash savings has never been like, oh, I'm really good at this. Most real estate agents struggle with saving for taxes and saving for their retirement. 
And yeah. I found that like I, I've had these teams for all these years and I found that's like the most common issue. So for me, it was like an automatic savings plan. The money goes into a stock account. They purchase it, whatever that end of the month stock. I'm always hoping it's low. Most agents are like, oh, I hope the stock goes to the moon. I'm like in like 30 years. But like for now, mm-hmm. let's keep it as low as possible so I can buy more shares. Like, I don't understand the mentality of like puffing stocks up, but whatever, that's a whole nother topic. So like for me, I'm trying to accumulate as many shares as I can. So I maxed out my EXP stock sharing plan and every month they bonus it up by 10%. And I, you know, go to Morgan Stanley, I can actually even buy more. I'm very bullish on the long-term, you know, EXP value. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's like a partnership with a business I'm in. So like if you add 20 agents, uh, and you're in a different group or a different, you know, whatever. I'm like, awesome. She added 20 agents. And that means that my stock price is going to go up someday by a couple bucks or whatever it is. Like I look at everything as kind of working together in that way. Absolutely. You know, that's like, that's kind of what adds to the fire here at EXP is uh, what I hear often is that a oh, rising tide raises all boats, right? So you get a sale, you get a sale you know, that adds stock, that adds revenue share, that adds everything. Like that's why people here don't keep their secrets to their chest. They want you here. They want to teach you. They want to be involved. That collaboration is just, it's really a key aspect here. Well, you asked something I should also mention about the uh, profit share slash revenue share. So I ended with Keller Williams. I started my own franchise. Like I said, Um, the most I ever made in a profit share check, I think was like 1500 bucks ever. And that was in off and on since 2005. Um, And that's with 20 agents I brought into the company. Um, Right now, I think with 11 on my first kind of level that I've personally invited into the company, um, my checks are probably averaging like a thousand bucks a month. Um, And so, you know, I know that'll go up in the future. I don't really focus too much on it. To me, it's more relationships in my community. I don't go out like knocking on doors, asking people, are you gonna join EXP? I just do great business. Like I'm an excellent real estate agent. I'm an excellent salesperson. I'm an excellent networker. I build quality relationships. I invite people to happy hours. I, I do things to just strengthen relationships. And I don't even mention EXP to anybody. They come to me and they're like, Hey, tell me more about this. What, what's, what's your secret? What are you doing? So there's different ways to uh, grow your revenue share group. And there's different, and I'm not saying I'm the expert on that. Obviously I don't have a large group, but I, to me, none of those people are leaving. They're all like in there organically. I know it'll grow over time. I'm not in a hurry. And, you know, frankly, for me, it's like a bonus. That money just kind of just goes into an account and I don't worry too much about it. It's more fun and relationship building that way. Yeah. Often the model speaks for itself, you know, and people see that you didn't have to reinvent the wheel over here. You're just rolling with it and you can hit the ground running, which is really a strong asset about exp definitely so derek you know you're a busy guy you've got rental properties you're an icon agent you got a team i mean how do you take care of derek what's your work-life balance look like how do you avoid a burnout mode uh so mine's more of a spiritual kind of thing you know i i believe that uh i've been created by god and he's got a plan Mm -hmm. for me and the thing i look at is you know, how do I get to know this thing, this entity that invented me, like created me and like looks after me every day. So I believe in, um, you know, regular prayer and I believe in regular uh, reading of my Bible and I go to small group studies with my wife and I go to a men's group. 
about once a month. And I do all these things to basically strengthen the spiritual side of me. And to be honest with you, I work a lot less than I used to. I used to like have money and fame and fortune and being the number one agent is like more of that driver in my life. And then once I kind of re-examined like where that was going to go and, you know, all the fame and fortune in the world, how empty that would uh, leave me. And I've seen other major stars of real estate burn out and uh, get up to the top of the stage, get that award and then have a heart attack or a divorce or a bankruptcy or you name it, like infidelity, all these things that have happened. I'm like, is that the path that I want? Like, Like if that's like the end goal where a lot of agents end up, is that really what I want for me in my life? I have five kids um, mm-hmm. and my wife and I just celebrated 25 years married. So oh, congratulations. Uh, thanks. So just a couple of months ago. So we were going to take this big trip to Europe and, and like do that, you know, like we're like, oh, with all the COVID stuff going on and travel restrictions, let's just throw a huge like wedding reception for all of our friends and family. So we took our budget and reallocated it to like a big wedding reception basically. And, invited uh, about 100 people out and we had live music and valet parking and uh, fine catered food and a hall. And it was like we got to relive the wedding reception that we couldn't afford when we were 20 years old, right? So, that is so cute. That's so, so fun. Yeah. And so that, but again, it was about relationships. We put that over, you know, whatever. Like I, I don't, I also bought my wife a, a nice horse because uh, we have a farm. Okay. Yeah. So, of course, she'd always wanted was a Frisian and we could never afford a Frisian because it's, you know, kind of an exotic animal. And mm-hmm. we found one right around our wedding anniversary time. And I said, hey, pick out whichever one you want. And, uh, you know, part of the blessings of this business is you get to have a little fun with your money, too. Right. So I, I basically picked out, uh, you know, she picked it out. I paid for it. And then uh, she turned around. She's like, well, what do you want? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, well, I've always wanted this exotic sports car. She's like, well, go get it. Now's the time. Go get it, she said. So I was like, all right. So I was able to go out and pay cash for um, a really nice exotic sports car. And so I, you know, I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. Like, so that balance is like, you know, we've saved, we've put the kids first, we've, you know, done other things in our life. And now it's like, we're getting to the point where you don't need as much money to live on every month. We give away money. We do some charitable things, but I also believe in having some fun while you're still on this earth on this side, you know, so having a, having a good time with our money as well. It's going to be uh, kind of our next 70 years or so. I don't know. The next chapter in life. I love that. That's really cool. You know, it sounds like you got a good balance. It's healthy. You got your, you know, eyes on the prize, which is just a nice intimate lifestyle with things that you enjoy. And that's okay. It's good to hear. Yes. So, you know, with, uh, with how busy you are in the high production and everything, what does that icon award mean to you? Like maybe somebody's watching right now and they're like, what's the icon award? I, what are they talking about? You know, in your own words, can you kind of explain what it is, what it meant to you and the benefits that came from it? So I think the big thing for me is I knew what the prize was and I knew generally what the qualifications were, but I paid no attention to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just did my normal production and someone's like, hey, you got the icon. I'm like, really? I hit that. I wasn't really trying. So and I'm not saying that to brag, but like I think some people put so much of a focus on it that it's like obsessive and they're trying to manipulate how many sales and let's close this one before that one. I mean, if you're close, I understand wanting to get that status. That's awesome. But 
um, I think the big key is, is if you do the right things day to day in your business, you build, I build, I, I teach a class in the icon series called building uh, that we actually changed the name because it was a similar name. This one's called uh, winning with a uh, referral based business. I think is the name of the class winning with a referral based business. But basically it's like, I've done most of my business through referrals, agent referrals, client referrals. I mean, I'm the agent that other agents use like like other agents will come to town and i'm the one that represents them finding them a house uh so i know i've earned that kind of reputation and then also their friends and their family and out-of-state agents will be like hey you got to take care of this person so to me that is like you do those things right then things like the icon award are going to come naturally because the company can't not give it to you like you've done so well and you're making so much contribution to the company that you know, they interviewed me and they're like, so how'd you get here? And I'm like, I don't know. Did you guys figure out, did you do the sales? <laughs> you know, yeah. it was fun, you know, so, and I'm not, and I, I'm not demeaning anything about the award. It's a great award. Um, but if you put your focus on the right things, I think those things will come along secondly. Right. Yeah. You know, and I've had a lot of conversations about that. Like, oh yeah, like shoot for the moon, you'll land amongst the stars, which I agree. But at the same time, like, you know, if you're like, oh, I want an icon, and you're so focused on that, you may lose, you know, you may become so transactionally focused that you lose sight of everything else that it takes to become an icon. And I so, agree. you know, just doing the right thing, getting people into homes, um, you know, focusing on yourself, on your brand, everything else in between. You're right. It will come naturally. Exactly. And it's going to be more fun, too. Like, I just have a lot of fun in my business. I mean, other agents know me and my kids. I mean, we just, I just laugh all the time. I make fun of myself. I make fun of other people sometimes too, but in a nice loving way. But like, you know, I'm just, it's like life's too short to take it all serious all the time. So I would say that's the number one thing is make sure you're having fun with your business. Like don't, don't get down. I mean, there are seasons in life where it's just not a fun season. You might be in health wise or finances or, you know, relationships in your life, or maybe, you know, some kind of a battle that you're going through literally, you know, like we know, you know, if there's a real estate agent in Ukraine right now, like it's hard for them to have fun. Right. I understand. Right. Not, I'm sure. yeah. not everyone should have fun all the time. I understand that. But in general, if that's your attitude, like I'm going to make the best out of whatever's happening, even if it's a bad inspection or the appraisal went south or your buyer just used, you know, their friend to buy a house and you had been helping them for a year. I mean, I've been through with 1,500 home sales, I've seen every scenario you can imagine to both win or lose, I right. think, I hope at this point. So I'm well prepared, I hope, for the next uh, thing that happens and just you're like, okay, well, let's just let it go, you know, whatever. Absolutely. So that's, kind of that's a great attitude to have towards it, though, you know, because you're not going to win every deal. There's nothing you can really do to prevent something crazy from falling out, like you said. So many scenarios have happened. The impossible has happened and it's come back to you. And, you know, who else knows? Who else knows? What, what could happen next? Um, exactly. So, you know, at one point you were on the outside of EXP. Maybe you were a little skeptical about it. Uh, you saw the greener grass and you made the jump, you know, and some people are like, oh, my gosh, EXP is a pyramid scheme. It's a cult. It's I, I'm not drinking the EXP juice. You guys are crazy. You know, what would you have to say to somebody like, Maybe it's yourself sitting on that ledge, you know, years ago or, you know, somebody watching right now that may be trying to lean in, but a little skeptical. I tell you the biggest, the biggest problem I had. So this is a million dollar mistake I made. So about four years ago, when someone first told me about EXP, it was kind of a casual conversation. And then a industry icon that I respected at the time that was part of the company I was with 
went on stage and basically poo-pooed all over EXP. And I trusted that person and I trusted their opinion to such a high level that I didn't even look into it for myself. And that mistake there cost me over a million dollars in stock because I've done the math. I know if I would have joined then and just my stock contribution, the icon status, those things multiplied times what the stock has done over the last three and a half years, it was a million dollar mistake. So I believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I, I'm not, I don't mourn the loss of the money that isn't mine, but I do know that if there's other agents out there, like, oh, I've heard this, I've heard this, I've heard this. So did I, <laughs> I heard a lot of things and I didn't take the time to really personally investigate it, sit down on a piece of paper and actually pros and cons, scratch it out, do the spreadsheets. I mean, I've seen people post crazy things on, on Facebook about, different companies. And I'm like, the more somebody hates on a company, the more I'm probably like, Hmm, there might be something there. You know, it's like, I've learned that lesson. I got burned the first time. So I would just say, do your own research and find somebody that you really trust and have them give you the pros and cons. Like if someone said, Derek, why wouldn't you go? Like, what's the negative side? I would just, here's some things that I don't love about the company, but every company's going to have something. And if, they, if you're not hearing that from somebody like, Here's some of the downsides. Like, for example, I just bought my son a car, okay, with my mm -hmm. third oldest son. He's turning 16. So I looked at every option. I love to research cars. I'm into cars. If, if I found one perfect car, it wouldn't have existed, right? Like, well, this one is a little bit, you know, more safe, but it has higher miles. This one has a bigger engine, but it gets worse gas mileage. Like, there are some trade-offs in anything you do in life. So just make sure you know what both sides are. And then if you're hearing just one side, like is all bad, then you're probably not listening to what the good side of it is too. So I'm just saying, be fair to yourself by doing your own research. Yeah. And give it a shot. Just, you don't know what you don't know. Go to that lunch, ask questions, tune into this podcast and you can pick people that have iconed their brains. You can pick their brains through me. You know, if there's something you want to know, reach out to them. And everybody is so eager to jump to that call here. And, uh, I love that about EXP and I'm about out of questions for you, but um, that was my last one, but you also mentioned that you wrote a book so, or two actually. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Cause I'd love sure. to hear more. Yeah. So, uh, so I told you I'm working like 30 hours a week. So uh, it's probably a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I do work about 30 hours a week in my real estate business, but I also do other things that I find passion in. Right. So one of them is I wrote two books. The first one was called the Lord's prayer for entrepreneurs so it was this journey that I feel like God took me through, like, how do you reconcile becoming wealthy and still like being a Christian or being a godly person? Like, I thought all godly people went to hell and I thought you couldn't get through the eye of a needle and all these kind of crazy things we've heard. And if, you, if you're rich, you can't go to heaven because you're so greedy. And like, we have this vilification of, of uh, you know, people that have more money than we do. Like, it's always good, like up to the amount we have. Mm -hmm. And then if they have more than that, then they must be the bad guy, right? They right. must have been in the bad ways, right? So I had to go through kind of a soul searching journey for a couple of years. I wrote in that book about uh, kind of what I felt like God led me as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur to feel about the relationship between God and money and success and fame and getting awards and being on stages and humble and all these things like humility. It's There's a lot of things that mess with your brain once you start achieving. I'm not saying I'm ultra successful. As I started getting more successful, I had to reconcile these things. Some people don't handle it well and some people do. What were the differences in those kind of people? So that was my first book. 
And then I started, uh, you know, writing specifically to real estate agents in their first five years in the business. Uh, I think it's 85% of agents are gone. Like you start as a real estate agent, you spend all the money, you go all the classes within five years, it's like 85% are out of the business. So why? Like, so I started doing a lot of research, like what are the major reasons why agents are not, are they not prepared? Are they not educated? Are they not taking the right advice? Are they not? So I basically took seven keys uh, we called it the seven level, the seven levers for success in selling real estate, or what are the most seven most powerful levers in the real estate business? Mm-hmm. So I went through every, you know, author imaginable in real estate, and I boiled down their secrets plus mine into seven principles. And then I went into that in the book. So started a coaching organization after that, just doing some, I'm not a big name coach. I don't have a lot of clients. It just I took think on you're great. I think there's probably a great coach. Come on, man. I just had fun with it. And so, you know, so after that, I decided I was going to write another book. So in the next probably year or two, I'll have my third book out. But again, it's just, and I run a rental property business with my wife. She does 90% of the work. I do 10%. uh, But it's enough where like I'm sitting in one of our Airbnb properties right now uh, because it was the quietest place I could go to this afternoon that didn't have too much noise. So when someone's not staying in one of the homes, I get to use them as my own little office and uh, they're vacation homes for people coming in from out of town. So I have a lot of fun, a lot of passion, a lot of business interests, and uh, it's just a, a good time to be alive, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to find a quiet place. How many kiddos you said? You have five running around? Yeah, yeah I can see I can see why those Airbnbs can be a nice little office space for a little bit of time. And exactly. yeah, that's really cool. Sounds like you guys have you know, some investing going on and really like, but that investing is in Airbnbs, yourselves, your businesses, your brands. And that's been really cool to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to come back on and talk to us more about book number three, because how cool is that? Yeah. That's and, gonna be fun. Uh, builds your reputation, you know, as a, as a real estate agent, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, those guys got a book. He must know what he's talking about. Yeah, it was fun. I actually, I think I've made like $300 on book sales too. It's been amazing. Like That's uh, really cool. You know, like you don't have to be a New York bestseller. At least somebody <laughs> bought it. It might be your mom. Okay. I know. She, okay. she probably bought 30 copies. I think that's about where I'm at. So. <laughs> She's just got them in the garage. <laughs> I might've sold a few more than that, but it, it, I, I, it's fun because every month Amazon sends me a royalty check. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like 10 bucks or 50, whatever it is. I mean, I, it's just like, it's like free money. It's like so cool. You know, I love yeah. mailbox. Money. I've got a few different mailbox money sources right now. And uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you, and I still get uh, checks from Keller Williams. They were a great company. And I, you know, oh. was there long enough where I get grandfathered in. So I get an EXP, KW, a couple other little things, book sales, coaching, and it's kind of fun because, you know, it's like you never know what's going to show up in the mailbox, right? Yeah, you got to celebrate those little wins. How fun. Like, you know, that's coming from a lot of work that you've done in the past, you know, where like writing a book is not an easy feat. Recruiting a team is not an easy feat. Changing brokerages, not an easy feat. And it's really cool that you maintain those relationships there. And um, everything seems to be going good for you, Derek. And yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And I, I think my future is actually more exciting than my past so i can't wait to see what's the next whatever many years i've got here Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see what's going to happen next i would have to agree i'm excited to see what happens next for you too um get ready for exp con and shareholders because i'll probably be hunting you down there uh to hang out and pick your brain a little bit but other than that i'm pretty much done do you want to talk about anything else 
Um, I'd say just everybody out there. I mean, the most important thing about real estate is just taking good care of people. I mean, if I had to leave you with that, I mean, you can summarize all the things. I mean, like, again, I'm a faith-based person. So there was two commandments that we were given out of the 10 that were like the most important. And the one was to love God with all your heart. And then the second one is to love other people as you love yourself. So there's two parts to that. You have to love other people, which means actually serve them and do things for them. And as a business owner, as a as always putting a client's needs before yours, and that's always the right thing to do. But the second part of that that people miss is you also have to love yourself. And if you don't like yourself, start with that and then get to the point where you're like, I love myself. I actually, I enjoy who I am and embrace that. And then the more comfortable you are with who you are, then the more comfortable other people will be with who you are. And then that's where I think success, one of those little secret nuggets of a of an entrepreneur is to love yourself and then love other people. So I'll leave you with that. Absolutely. So well said, Derek. Thank you so much for your time today. And um, let's stay in touch. Let's do this yeah. again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.